What's up guys welcome to good bad to the sequel this is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies and then we ask the question is it good bad or is it just bad i am john i'm danielle you guys can find us on social medias we are at the good bad show go give us a follow you can also subscribe to the podcast wherever they got podcasts we're on itunes spotify google everywhere there's podcasts you can find us while you're there, please give us a rate and a review, and uh, that would be highly appreciated. Yeah, do it. All right, let's get to business. This is the Christmas season. Why are you looking at me like that? Because we're going to talk about this movie. <laughs> I was thinking about the cover. It uh. is a hard-to-look-at movie. We are talking about the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause, and that's what I wanted to do for two fucking hours was escape. Yeah. This this movie movie sucks ass. Yes, it does. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Hey, <laughs> go ahead and listen to the rest of this podcast because we hope you like your jollies. <laughs> but uh, this is this is a piece of junk. This movie. I actively hate this movie. Me too. I can't. We. I haven't disliked a movie that we've watched this much since, since like Battlefield Earth, probably. Oh, I wasn't even there for that movie. Something like that. This is a brutal experience of a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brutal. Okay, we are going to break down this movie, uh, break down the whole plot, poke all the holes in it there is to poke, and then once we get done doing that, we got some trivia for you, we got some Instagram questions for you. I even have some YouTube comments for you oh, about man. the North Pole, North Pole song. Fascinating. <laughs> you know what? I did a deep dive of my own, and I think it's going to blow your goddamn mind. Okay, we'll, Just see, wait. we'll see who has the more mind-bottling uh, segment there. Mind-bottling? Yeah, like it's so crazy. It traps your mind in a bottle. Yeah. Huh. Um, What's in your coffee? I would like that. <laughs> and then we are going to give you our awards are they even awards? Should we call them awards for this no, movie? No, they're they're curb kicks <laughs> in this case. Curb stops. <laughs> Citations. Yeah. Uh, they are our bold statement, the worst line, the best line. Question mark. The worst performance, the MVP, the unredeemable moment mm. or moments, uh, our favorite part, and then we'll give it a better title. And then normally we would decide if it's good, bad, or just bad. Spoiler alert. It's bad. <laughs> We're not even gonna we're not even gonna beat around the bush when it comes to that. And I've got this some doozies. Movie can kiss my ass. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Poor Tim Allen. Poor Tim Allen. Fuck Al this movie. You know movie. what? I'm gonna do a little bit of a reversal on our, our trivia. Um, usually we wait until after we do a, a synopsis of the movie before we go into trivia. But I think we should go into it knowing this. Okay. This movie <clears throat> Only has a 4.8 on IMDb, which is higher than it should have. 
has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the same as The Mummy, right? No, that's 1% better than The Mummy. Right, 1% better, which is, what's wrong with, there's like an that anti-mummy is, thing That going is the on. most egregious <clears throat> Tom bullshit. Tom Cruise is The Mummy, by the way. Yeah, Tom Cruise is The Mummy. Yeah. That is the most egregious <laughs> bullshit I have ever heard in my entire life. The budget for this was $12 million, and it made $110 million. That's, However, sounds about right. the budget for the entire three Santa Claus series was $99 million for all the movies, which is actually pretty good. Uh, worldwide box office is $470 million. So we know why this shit gets made. Yeah. But look, yeah. we're here to put a stop to this garbage. Yeah. Don't waste humans' time. It is precious. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> Humans time. I'm not um, for it. Like, I know I sound very sour right now, but, like, sometimes this podcast is work, and <laughs> we're not getting paid for it, and when you put your schlock out like this, some people down the road are going to give up their precious Friday night, and they're going to watch it, and they're going to tear it apart, and that's going to live in infamy, infamy connected to your name. It's mind-bottling. So, so... We did watch this movie two nights ago rather than rather than one like we normally do. So we could flush and it. I have already purged a good portion of it from my mind. So hopefully my notes are good enough to keep me on track. But I intently watched this movie. It had my undivided attention, which is why I have resent. <laughs> but I already don't remember large chunks of it. Yeah, I know. I know it's basically feeling. just the parts that I detest or what I actually remember. Hmm. So. <laughs> well, wait until we get into the uh, the child murder um, cocoa portion, <laughs> yeah. which I've got laid out for you. Um, well, it does start off in the North Pole, which makes sense, right? All I could think about as soon as the movie started was that we had recently watched Christmas Chronicles 2 on Netflix, mm-hmm. which I loved, <laughs> and that that North okay. Pole in Christmas Chronicles is a vastly superior North Pole to this one. Oh yeah, for sure. And so in in the time that this movie has existed, it has been surpassed by other christmas movies that are nearly the same plot and this movie is only from 2006 yeah, yeah. um so we we start off with mrs claus who i haven't seen the santa claus 2 in 20 years so i don't i forgot everything about her and her existence and she's teaching elf elf math which is like elf myth calculus she's giving them like, these, like crazy world <laughs> word problems to do and then she gets completely bamboozled by these elf children and off track of her math class by they simply ask her what's it like being here and she's like oh let me just abandon math class to tell you a story for the next two hours <laughs> she's a terrible teacher yeah she's not very well she's, she's a terrible teacher she's a terrible anything. wife yep. she's a terrible mrs claus i hate her <laughs> And I'm oh, gonna wow. actively hate her oh, every day for the my, rest of my life. My God, she's wow. the worst. You're, you're Mrs. Claus. Huh. You know who's a great Mrs. Claus? Goldie oh. fucking Hawn. That's who's a great Mrs. Claus. She's <laughs> sweet true. and adorable, and she does good for the world. And this fucking lady is a bad math teacher and, and a bad selfless. Mrs. Claus. Yeah, and, and she's selfless. selfless. Yeah, this lady, yeah. selfish, selfish, selfish. Absolutely no understanding she, or empathy in this lady at all. She abandoned these children's classes in order to talk about herself yeah she abandons everyone else during this entire movie to make sure that her needs are met first okay also we need to talk about so i hadn't seen the santa claus since 
oh my god I was I was young and I don't think I've seen Santa Claus too I totally forgot or they changed it that all of the elves in the movies are children oh it was that way from the beginning but I'm looking at the beginning of this movie and seeing like okay so we've got kids in class but then we go and we see kid nurses because like Mrs. Claus is going into labor we think and we've got kids running this thing but they're still in class being taught What's going on here? I think the who's idea a kid and is who's that not a you kid? can't see their age. Well, like, that... they could be 10 or they could be 1,000, but they look like children. So, no, I, I got that, but they're all still in school. Not all of them. Well, how do we know? Just how that classroom. How do you know they're not on a rotating class? Like, how do we know these aren't all 10-year-olds who are at their real age and they're going to stop aging next year? I think it's pretty safe to assume that the ones in school are of school age and the ones that aren't, aren't. I don't know. I feel something's amiss with this movie. Something's <laughs> yeah, and, amiss. That, and it's there's way more things to pull apart than that. Oh, I that. know. I know. I just wanted to bury that in your mind <laughs> so we can pull that thread through it later. So, so uh, she's pregnant and uh, she thinks she's going into labor. And so uh, Santa Claus is wheeling her through the North Pole and you get all the tropes that I always bring up about like car chases and things like that. Yes, you actually favorites. have two guys carrying a window. Yep. And you actually have like uh it wasn't a, a fruit, fruit cart. It wasn't a fruit <laughs> cart, but it was a cart full of like presents. Yeah. You you ah! have you have all the, the Simpsons y tropes yep. here, which I actually liked. And so for the first ten seconds I was on board. <laughs> You're like, haha, like, entertainment. My tropes are here. Here we go. Um, turns out that was a false alarm. She's not having the baby. Um, so then we go to uh, Santa's like lair. Terrifying. Where he has the fucking scariest story. fireplace anyone has ever seen, which is a giant mold of his face, which stands, what, 15 feet Probably. tall? And the fire is inside of his mouth. Yeah, this this is too scary for M. Bison's list. This shit is out of a Ronnie James Dio music video. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then, he, and then he's like, oh, I have a gift for you. And he has to, like, come down the chimney to give gifts, uh, I guess. And the mouth opens up, and it goes, ah, when he does it, which made it even scarier. Yeah, the whole like, thing moved with really bad CG, and I hated it. And he's like, oh, I never I get, I never get tired of that. We and, looked at each other in fear. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Didn't Th like that it. must have given so many children nightmares. Yeah, it gave me today nightmares. <laughs> today, li I'm an living adult. nightmares. And then, so this is where she's for the first time. Like everyone calls him Scott, but this is where you hear it for the first time. And I just wrote Scott. 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 No. <laughs> like once you're him, you're not Scott anymore. Yeah, you're Santa. Don't call him Scott. Scott. He's Scott's fucking so Santa Claus. So pedestrian. <laughs> He's Isn't not... he like magical now? There's no one magic named Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you don't go to Vegas and go see the, the great magical Scott. Scott. The great uh, Scott. That's not a thing. Uh, um, yeah. And then you meet, uh, I think it's Bernard is the, the like number one elf, his like right hand elf. Which is, I believe, I a was. different actor yeah. than it was in the first two movies. Don't quote me on that. It was. And he does this, like, this, like, help me, help you, help me, help you gag that goes on for, for way too long. For way too long. It wasn't funny in the first place. And we're only this far into the movie, and now I'm off. I was on with two guys carrying a window, and once we get our first attempt at a joke and it fails that bad, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, I have to sit through this whole movie. Yeah. 
what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> but can we can we go back really quickly to the maternity ward? Sure. Notice it was elf sized. Was it? Were like the equipment and like the room? Yeah, elf-sized? like the room was really small. Who's procreating? Are the children procreating? <laughs> these are all children living here. <laughs> Who's procreating? Are these nine-year-olds getting busy? <laughs> uh, Who's that, procreating? Man, that's a really tricky situation Did there. you see anyone there below the age of seven or above the age of 12? Well, I mean, nope. in the fiction, they're like hundreds of years old. Who's procreating? I mean, if you're a thousand, you're allowed to fuck. What if you're still 11? <laughs> yeah, it's a... What if you can't... Like, is there... Is there uh, statutory rape there? Be like, I swear to God, she told me she was 340. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, unfortunately for you, sir, she's eight and uh, you're in big trouble. (laughs) Yeah, this is... um, I mean, how does it work? You you have to just stay abstinent there, right? Like, you're like, you're like, if you're, you're like a male elf, you're 211, you've never had sex. The girl that works next to you at the Etch-A-Sketches might be eight and she might be 410 and you want to hit it and you're like you're like just work on the edge of sketches just work on the edge of sketches <laughs> and there's probably elves just exploding all over the place from from Blue not balls. being able to act on their urges because they have no idea who the age of their well, contemporaries and you, are and you can't say they don't have urges because they have a maternity ward and you can't say the maternity ward is only for all of the santa claus's wives because it's elf-sized. It's uh, not you, human-sized. You're really onto something here. It's not human-sized. It's elf-sized. You're, you're really onto something here. Something's amiss. By the way, hey. at this point in the movie, the credits are still going. Yep. The credits are still going like seven minutes into this yeah. movie. Like, very distracting. Yeah. Very distracting. Um, there's a there's there's a part here where they're like rolling through the North Pole, and uh, an elf kind of passes Santa Claus, and he has like a brand new bike that he's just finished building, and Tim Allen um, like compliments him on the bike. He's like, "Oh, good job!" And then when the elf passes him, he double fist pounds his own chest, and he and he says like, "All right." Oh, he's like, nice chrome job, Billy, or yeah, something like but that. This is the black elf. Yep. And I'm like, that is just so unnecessary. Right. But that's Tim Allen, right? I guess, yeah. Like, luckily, that kind of stuff didn't happen anymore in the movie right. that, that I caught. So I was like, I'm glad this isn't like an ongoing issue. Yeah, that's the conundrum with Tim Allen because a lot of times he says things that are perfectly reasonable and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. And sometimes he says stuff, I'm like, dude, go back to 1953. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Really? So uh, he comes up with the scheme that is the the uh, problem in the movie that the wife wants to have her parents around for Christmas because basically she's sick and tired of being Mrs. Claus. She's tired of being around short people and she wants her taller human family is what she says to them. So basically <laughs> she's a heightist. She, she disqualifies all of them by saying, yeah, I like you all, but I'm I want to be around taller people. If these weren't elves, <laughs> if these were, like, normal people, they would not like this lady. You know what I mean? Like, el- they're, because they're elves, they're always happy and jovial. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. And she's royalty. And, she, and she's royalty. If it was, like, your normal employees anywhere else, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah. You got a problem with us? <laughs> Why didn't you leave? How about that? We you, didn't ask you to be here in the first place. You like a real crotchety elf. <laughs> 
<laughs> you you like a real crotchety elf, yeah. like as we saw in the movie Elf. <laughs> um, so she wants her 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 parents, his in laws, and then uh, Elf Number One or whatever the fuck you call him explains S O S, which is the secret of Santa, which is the flimsiest plot point imaginable. <laughs> that that it is absolutely dire. Uh, secret, absolutely top secret, Delta one, whatever fucking top secret language that the secret of Santa never get out or it's absolutely catastrophic. At no point in the movie does that apply to anyone but his two dipshit in-laws. <laughs> and then once he just goes, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. He just reveals it to them and there are no consequences. Nothing happens. That it's such a flimsy plot point, even for a kid's movie. I was about to say, we're <laughs> aware that this is a children's movie that yeah. we're tearing apart. Yeah. But it's not trying to be a children's movie as much as it thinks it is. Well, yeah, like, That's the problem. Even for kid movie standards... That is dumb and makes no sense. Right, it's not like we're tearing apart the Lion King. Like an eight-year-old would go, well, "What? Well, why does he need to keep the secret? Everyone else knows. Why does he only need to keep it from the in-laws?" An eight-year-old slash four hundred and thirty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she told me she was two hundred and seventy. <laughs> um, then we get a meeting of the uh, what do they call them? Legendary the, figures. The legendary figures. I actually found this like somewhat entertaining in comparison to the rest of the movie. So you've got everybody's present, the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny and father time and fucking Sandman and Cupid, um, and mother earth, um, who is Aisha Taylor, who I've had a crush on for like ever. Uh, so I kind of really felt, uh, Alan Arkin resting his head on her shoulder at the end. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not really sure what it is they're talking about here. I don't know why this meeting was called. But like, um, I think they were upset because Jack Frost had been manifested and he was causing trouble. Or they were deciding to vote mm. him out. I don't really know. Actually, it's... I'm not sure why they met. Hey. But they had to. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is a fact. Uh, so basically what happens here is that uh, Jack Frost, played by Martin Short... Uh, I'm going to say, before I even get to bold statements at the end, I'm just going to throw one out here right now. The worst character in any movie I've ever seen. Um, I, I don't know if I, if I have some suppressed memory with somebody who looks like Martin Short or with actual Martin Short, but um, when he comes on screen, I don't like it. And he in, ge in general? Yeah, and maybe it's just because he does a good job at playing a creepy weirdo. He and that's all there is to it. Is one of my all-time favorite comedy actors. In this particular movie, mm -hmm. I cannot stand every second that he is on screen. Not one second. It's painful to sit through such a legendary actor have to say and do this crap. I agree. Like, oh I my agree. God, I, I, I felt so bad for him the whole time because he is trying his ass off he could have left he's he could have quit i this mean role. he probably made a shit ton of money doing exactly. this and I, I would venture to guess there's a whole generation of kids that love this movie but but one of the things i was going to talk about is the fact that like if you watch the harry potter series 
the movies grow up with the audience that jumped on with the first movie, yeah. right? They get more mature as they go mm -hmm. on. This movie is a regression from the first movie, yeah. and it's 12 years later. The audience is 12 years older. Yeah, and, and their parents. And their parents. This movie takes steps backwards with that audience. This is a true threequel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the the all the um everything you want to say about like cash grab Hollywood sequels just for money, this is exactly what people are talking about. This movie is what our podcast is made for. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, uh, uh what happens here is that Jack Frost is given an assignment to like help Santa. And Santa says something to him to the effect of, you know, you're on a short leash. If I find even one icicle out of place, you're out of here. Hard cut to complete and utter abject chaos, <laughs> obviously caused by him and no one else, with no consequences. No consequences. No consequences whatsoever. Like, he he basically tears the North Pole apart from foundation to ceiling. And he's still invited to be in the room. Yeah, and no one says, you definitely did this, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, break his neck. Yeah. <laughs> So once he's the the uh, assistant, I guess I don't know what he's what he's titled. He tricks Elf Number One into explaining to him the plot of the movie, the fact that if you touch the uh, main Santa snow globe. the main snow globe, and you say I, w I wish I was never Santa Claus at all, then you're no longer Santa Claus. And I'm like, okay, your head security elf is very easily fooled. Well, because he's 12. <laughs> is he, though? Cause he's 12. I think he said he was like a million. Yeah, you would point. say that, wouldn't you, if you wanted to get your bone on? <laughs> Regardless of his age, he's a moron. <laughs> he's really into those other 1,000-year-old lady elves. Yeah. <laughs> um, Statutory rip goes both ways. I, I've got a um, uh, note here about the reindeer. Yeah. The the reindeer are haunting. Yeah, I didn't their, like... Their eyes, like when you look into their fake <laughs> eyes that like roll around, they're creepy looking. This was like Chuck E. Cheese technology yeah. in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is... In yeah. a movie. Yeah. These were these were bad. These were, these were painfully bad. Not yeah. even a little bit funny. So you're looking at these Chuck E. Cheese animatronic reindeer, yeah. and then they're doing a farting gag, oh, God. which... Fart humor can only go one of two ways. Tell us about there it. There is no middle ground on fart humor. It's either um, Dumb and Dumber, like the, the toilet scene in that, yeah. which is one of the funniest things in the world, or this, which is one of the least funny things yeah. in the world. I could not explain to you what the subtle differences are. This wasn't funny. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it was trying so hard. I think maybe You the, can't try that hard. The rest of what you're watching has to earn the right to do it, maybe. Yeah. Like this didn't earn my like I wasn't in a laughing mood to begin with. No. Once it once it got to farting reindeer. Right. Like this wasn't unexpected and that's not a good thing. That's not a compliment to say like oh here comes a fart gag. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? So oh, so the the reason that we're seeing the reindeer is because <sighs> Scott Scott Claus <laughs> has what up, has Scott? traveled to his ex-wife's house where his son lives and we are introduced to uh, his ex-wife, his ex-wife's husband, who has been in all three movies, I believe, who is played by Judge Reinhold, who is kind of awesome in this movie. <laughs> um, and Lucy, who is their daughter. But why did he go there? To retrieve his son 
and bring him to the North Pole for Christmas. Uh, okay. Uh, and there, there's a lot happening here that's really bothersome to me. Tell us about it. The fact that this little girl who is the the daughter of his ex-wife oh, yeah. and her husband uh-huh. calls him Uncle Scott. Yeah, but it's because it's because they're close. I don't it's like not a it. Literal First uncle. of all, he's not your uncle. Second of all, god damn it, he's Santa Claus. Yeah, just <laughs> why would you call him Uncle Scott when you can you have one chance in your life to call Santa Claus Santa Claus and mean it? Why would you not call it? Imagine like two years previous when when she was an even younger little girl and she <laughs> met fucking Santa Claus and her first instinct was Santa and they had to correct her and go Santa's no, not real but no, Santa is real. No, Lucy, that's Uncle Scott. That's fucking weird. That's also not correct and untrue. <laughs> Don't like it at all. Somebody named Scott has bills to pay. Somebody named Scott has to cut his own yard. Yeah. Santa Claus <laughs> doesn't have to do these things. Santa yeah. Claus has elves. He's a goddamn magical king. Yeah. You know you know who doesn't just get called Scott? Kurt who? fucking Russell in Christmas Chronicles <laughs> gets, no. gets called Santa. He commands respect, not that's right. demands it. That's right. That's fucking, that's my Santa. <laughs> not my Santa. <laughs> Tim Don't get patriotic on us over here. Tim Allen's not my Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't know some bullshit happens here yeah. <laughs> and basically basically he's got to take all these people to the north pole which he yep. was not planning to yep. do um and uh oh yeah to uh the north pole which the elves have decided is actually canada uh so that way they can trick mrs claus mrs claus's parents into being at the north pole without them catching on that it's a north pole and we don't need to explain anything else about that rather than putting like a tim hortons or something like that they throw up a bunch of canadian flags and uh, there's a sign that just simply says hockey yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just a bunch of canadian stereotypes yeah um and the the only thing i liked about this movie the only time i had a, a legitimate chuckle was during the scene when they arrive and they're shopping for christmas trees or they're looking at a christmas tree farm and they're they're walking in front of these trees and each tree as you walk has a sign about how you're in Canada. Welcome to Canada. This is all these Canadian trees, which is where you are right now. Yeah. And that was it. Like, that's the maximum peak of humor for this whole entire film. <laughs> so he's got to go get the in-laws who are uh, Anne Margaret and Alan Arkin. That's amazing. Which is a great casting. Like, that's amazing. Great casting. Both of them. In Award every- winners. In everything else they've done. Absolutely fantastic. Of course. Love them both to death. Grumpy Old Men, we watched recently, yeah. holds up something. Yeah, it does. Fierce. It's really, really funny. <laughs> Alan Arkin's been in too many things to even name that are good. Oh, well, Little Miss Sunshine, which Abigail Breslin was a child in the beginning of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. She was the one who first uh, derails Mrs. Claus's math question. Oh, good for her. Good yeah. for her. <laughs> uh, with all that said, these are the dumbest characters ever. They're useless. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, like, intelligence-wise. The, mm-hmm. Like, you can take Dumb and Dumber or Dude, Where's My Car? Movies that are about stupid characters, and these in-laws have a lower intellect than those characters and they, do. And they had to be, their agents had to be like, hey, look, just do this one Santa Claus movie. It's a guaranteed moneymaker. You're not going to get any awards from it, but your grandchildren's grandchildren are going to have a mansion. <laughs> yeah, They're taken yeah. care of. They're set. <laughs> 
Hey, Alan, what's up, man? Hey, I got, got a proposition for you. Yeah, it's a movie. Uh, 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 oh, the Positives, it's one of the Santa Claus movies. They make tons of money. You're going to get to star with Anne Margaret. Tim Allen's in it. Judge Reinhold, great cast. These movies always do good. It's 2006. There's no such thing as a podcast, so no one's, gonna, no <laughs> one's even going to talk about it later on. <laughs> it can't go wrong, baby. <laughs> yeah, do it for baby. <laughs> do it for your grandkids, Alan. <laughs> or your new. <laughs> Um, it did not go well. There it is did a not pod- go well. It, there is a podcast, and these are the stupidest fucking people imaginable. They're like, hey, this is Canada, and it's definitely not. They're like, they're just okay with all of this. Man, I want to like tell Alan Arkin, like, hey, man, and his family, it's okay. You didn't know at the time. Yeah, yeah. We still, we still care about the, the rest of your body of work. The scale is certainly uh, tipped towards quality for both of them still. Still. And it's not their fault no. that these characters are so stupid, but it just, like I, like, like I said earlier, even in a kid's movie, even an eight-year-old is looking at them going, how the fuck would you not know where you are? If somebody brings you a script and they're like, in this script is Alan Arkin, Peter Boyle, and Margaret we'll stop there you'd be like wow you're considering me for a role in this fine gangster movie yeah i'm in is martin scorsese making this i'm in yeah and then they're like well also there's tim allen in it and also a bunch of children like, yeah huh? so so he's and when, farting reindeer gags. when he comes back to the north pole with a sleigh filled with all of these people by the way they show the the sleigh judge reinhold's not in it yeah and then once him. they land there he is anyways Ta-da. magic th- i immediately went wait a minute the whole plot of the movie doesn't matter then because all of these people, Lucy and Judge Reinhold and his ex-wife, they, they get to know that he's Santa yeah. with no consequences. No. Why just these two morons? I don't know. And then that's the like subplot for a little while that doesn't make any also, sense. Also, doesn't magic exist? Can't he just sign a magical contract with them to where like they can't physically say or write or sing that the North Pole exists? There's a million options. He's million. fucking magical. He can men in black with a little fucking yeah. object their brains when they leave. Yeah. Like, just... This, this movie for eight-year-olds just doesn't hold. <laughs> the plot holes in this children's Disney threequel are massive and gaping there's a moment here now where like lucy is just like you know oh my god i'm in the north pole and she meets jack frost and the 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 way that this is blocked and shot and the music would have you believe that the reason we drove through the cold to the theater and put down our 12 bucks is because we couldn't fucking wait for lucy to meet jack frost Mm -hmm. they this is like the moment yeah it's weird and i was like what the hell is happening right now first of all lucy is a child actor and a poor one at that like that's kind of the theme of our show is ripping child actors (laughs) hey kid you suck been doing it for years so you have this child actor who's not one of the better ones and then Martin Short, who's doing the worst thing that he's ever done in his the career. The worst thing that he's ever done. Physically painful to sit through. Ugh. Well, <laughs> I saw I saw even the cover of this when it first came across my Instagram feed when the vote went up. My initial reaction was, ew. <laughs> I didn't like it. It made me feel uncomfortable. It, it is hard. What did you do to me, Martin Short? It is hard to look at. Oh. Uh, there's a moment here where Judge Reinhold, who's like the hippie of the whole thing, has the elves doing yoga to manage their stress. Yeah. That was one of the few moments where I actually like really? chuckled. Yeah, okay. I thought that was kind of funny. That's fine. Um, 
there's a uh, there's like a whole section here where Jack Frost is just on the rampage breaking everything. Oh, while he is creeping on uh, Mrs. Claus. Yeah, he's yeah he's trying to get at Mrs. Claus it's for sure. Real weird because he's got like a pregnant fetish, Something. probably, or either that or and he ju- just wants to bang the king's wife. And he's creeping on Anne Margaret. Yeah, yeah. Like at the same time, like it's real lecherous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like a there's like a kitchen fire. Literally, literally everything is in just destruction right now. Yeah. And for some reason, Jack Frost isn't like locked in North jail tell me why is the massive oven such a big focal piece when santa claus doesn't deliver baked goods hmm. yeah and that's not mrs claus's kitchen he's supposed to receive the baked goods right why is there such a large oven in this in the center of this i mean place? elf's gotta eat well they're making gingerbread houses but they're Maybe they're constructing they them like to, they were it was on a um a, a line hmm. like an assembly line hmm. but What's the purpose? Like, why would so much real estate go into this massive oven when it's a toy factory? I don't know. It's almost as if this movie doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, there's a there's a moment here where, like, they bring all the scraps of broken toys to Santa Claus. And they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And he magics up a, a brand new jet-powered scooter board that no one asked for. Tim Allen, the tool man. Yeah, does he it. Does, does the Tim Allen, tool man, tailor gimmick and, mm-hmm. and puts it all together. And it's like this moment of like, oh, cool, Christmas is back on. Like you just, now you just decide what the kids get for Christmas rather than what they asked for. Like, well, what that's how Tickle Me Elbow came around. Tickle Me Elbow. <laughs> Bottle. <laughs> anyway, this movie is falling apart nearly as fast as this podcast is because we don't know what's even happening here so there's the, a secret snow globe connect there's collection the secret though. snow globe room uh where this is like you know you have to An have this like main, there. there's main something snow globe to get the fucking plot to move along and so <laughs> jack frost has to murder this little girl's parents in front of her. Yeah, usually if you get freeze dried, you're dead. <laughs> you are fucking dead. You're dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Unless it's he, in carbonite. He murders her parents, but puts d- d- doesn't do it to her. He puts her locked in a closet with her freeze dried parents. What this, How traumatizing. What this scene said to me was like the director was like okay, first we're going to freeze the parents, then we're going to freeze the little girl, and go. And he froze the parents, and then the director was like, ooh, yeah, maybe maybe we don't freeze the little girl. That's ooh. that's a bit much for But maybe kids, we right? put her in the closet with the parents <laughs> for days and days on end. Yeah, you're locked in a closet with your murdered parents with, for days. With nothing to drink but your parents' melt-off. <laughs> Yeah, that's she, right. She's like, I'm sorry, Bobby. Like, you don't li- need this licking finger. the tip of her fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie's <laughs> fucked up. You're dark. I don't care what people say. You're dark, this man. This shit's messed up, man. Um, so at <laughs> this point, Mrs. Claus and her parents are just like fed up with fucking Santa Scott. Claus <laughs> being like preoccupied on Christmas goddamn Eve with his job. And they're like, all he ever does is work. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I think it's probably just this one day where yeah. he's overwhelmed. Yeah, well, like, what is he doing on June 1st? Yeah, like, have, chilling. have a little bit of fucking understanding, lady. No. Like, you couldn't be better set up or better taken care of ever. You're at 
an absolute palace that is made with magic and has an endless amount of willing servants and yeah. you're still unhappy. Yeah. yeah, it's not Santa Claus's fault that she's going into labor on Christmas Eve. Yeah. How nobody chose yeah. that. It's not his fault you're a shitty math teacher. Like it's what not is, his fault that your parents are fucking morons. What did she think was gonna happen in there? Like, oh, could we just not have a Christmas this year? Because I'm lonely and I really need you to be around here to decorate this tree. Yeah. I hate this lady. I hate her so goddamn much. Oh, hold on. Is there a connected universe? Is she Mary Jane in Spider Man three? Oh, uh, they would they would do well together. Are they siblings? They would do well Are together. Are they siblings? <laughs> I think they might be. They might be the same person. They can't deal with their super powered significant other who is doing all the stuff that they were attracted to in the first place. Now it's inconvenient. These parents would definitely turn out two daughters like this. I don't this. get enough attention. Fuck no. this character. Okay. Um, so <laughs> finally we get into the part that is advertised in the fucking title of the movie. And now the movie becomes Back to the Future 2 for a little while. Yeah, I liked it. Mixed with It's a Wonderful Life because you yeah. can't have a Christmas anything that doesn't reference It's a Wonderful Life. So Jack Frost tricks Santa into saying the bullshit and he, <laughs> they go back 12 years to the first movie. And then the movie starts being kind of good. For, for a bit here, it's like actually kind of an interesting like kid's... And- Santa movie. And when I say good, I mean palatable. Yeah, for an eight-year-old. Like, watchable, interesting. Yeah, so they they go back in time. There's a Ferrari. Frost ends up getting the coat, uh, and uh, Scott Calvin is now, like, hasn't been Santa Claus for the last 12 years. And he lives in a fucking beautiful high-rise and has a butler. And I'm like, this is better. Wasn't that his office? Whatever. His business office? It was better. Whatever well, it still, was. Well, still, it was badass. I'm like, I'm like this is a man, superior, that's a fine chair. This is a superior setup, man. You don't have this fucking ungrateful wife anymore. All these problems <laughs> that you've been dealing with for the since the beginning of the movie, you don't have any of those. You have a Ferrari, just the one servant, because your problems only necessitate one. I think that was like, your employee. I, I was like... Pfft. This is fucking great. You should just stay here. Yeah, but clearly he was a dick in this life and nobody liked him. And he goes back to his ex-wife who has the son and they're both miserable. And she works like as a waitress at some like dead end job. Yeah. And the son's a goddamn bum. Yeah. yeah. So there are things that need to be changed. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> and then the, the, they're like, oh, you got to go to the North Pole, which is now like a theme park and resort. Yeah. Which is better. The public gets a chance to go see the North Pole. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have to pay, but that's a better setup than Santa coming to you and you don't even get to see him. You yeah. can go to the fucking North Pole. They had a cool airplane on the way there. Yeah, rad, like airplane. Marketing. They, it seemed like a great place. Nobody there was having a bad time except for the elves because they were basically slaves. But It is kind of ironic that the downfall of the North pole is when it becomes disney-fied which is inside of a disney movie (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was a massive improvement honestly i'm a big fan of money and capitalism it was a great time so let's talk about the the new uh north pole resort yeah there were sad elves who were exploited there you can shave a reindeer for five (laughs) dollars yeah there's like an announcement over the pa (laughs) shave a reindeer for five dollars you could buy your way onto the nice list yeah. Uh, there's like a lot of uh, good time. Like everyone was miserable and crying and screaming, and it reeked of capitalism. And it was yeah, it was bad news. And there was a terrible show tune scene when Santa Claus got introduced. <sighs> okay. Get into it. Okay, we I have know. we have to talk about North Pole, North Pole. We have to flush it. 
So we know that Martin Short is a song and dance man. Yeah. Right. I think that he probably personally pulled for this scene to happen in an effort to save this movie that he recognized was going downhill fast. Or he did this movie because he knew he would have this scene and he built everything around supporting this scene and it still backfired. Yeah, it, it is it is unbearable. Unbearable is the right word. I I I didn't want to make eye contact with it when it was <laughs> happening. I looked down, I tried to dis- disassociate for a while. It didn't work. It still happened. And so, I just waited for it to be over. So just to just to reiterate what's happening here, if you haven't watched the movie, for, for this episode, if you haven't watched the movie, good for you. Mo- <laughs> most of the episodes, watch the movie. Um, so he is running a capitalistic Disneyland-style North Pole, and he's also an arrogant prick, so he does the voiceover PA stuff, and he comes out and does a performance of New York, New York, which is North Pole, North Pole. And you, the viewer, have to sit through the the whole performance. So, this clip is on YouTube. And I started reading the comment section. So, I pulled a couple of the comments uh, for the show because I found them so amusing. We all know how great the comment section of YouTube can be. So, the the first one is from Dot in Zero. I would literally kill Jack Frost if I was in that movie. (laughs) One month ago. (laughs) (laughs) one month ago um this is from pea shooter i personally didn't enjoy santa claus 3 but i think the song was decent so he has basically he or she has the this is from two months ago by the way the opinion that that song is decent but the rest of the movie not for them well this is also somebody who starts their sentences with i personally while (laughs) using their own account to make it calm okay yeah um pass on that one is there more yeah, there is. Preston hear. Breen, one week ago. Oh, God, Preston. Preston. Why, why are people commenting I mean, about this on YouTube right now? We're literally talking about it right now. Yeah, I know. Why are people, us included, why are we doing this? Why is this our lives? Anyways, Preston <laughs> Breen says... This is you. Whoever thought to put a music number in the middle of a serious part of the movie serious? is a genius. <laughs> One week ago, Preston Breen said that. That is a fine use of sarcasm. That was well done. Is it sarcasm? I'm going to go with yes, because I want to have hope in humanity. A lot of these people are registered voters as well. So we need to have hope. Faith. (laughs) Um, This one is a really common take in the the comments of this song. A really common take. I probably saw 10 or 15 comments that said something. How many of these comments did you read? A lot. Something to the the effect of this. Liana Sorez says, I don't care what anyone says, the boy playing the piano is handsome. Tons of people or hot for the guy playing the piano in this scene. I did I did notice that kid and I thought, "Oh, he's probably going to go on or already is going to be somebody like of some note." Yeah. Cuz he he had he had some sort of like performer aura around him. You thought he was hot too? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> there was Hey, I don't know <laughs> if he's 12 or 230. Tons I'll leave of it people right there are gushing over the the piano player okay this is the last comment little little girls love a tween with hair over their eyes 
<laughs> but not Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. Ooh. Okay, this is the last comment. Uh, and the wasn't one he 37 that... in that movie? <laughs> I don't know. He could have been 11 or 52. You can't tell with Tobey Maguire. Okay, this is the last comment and the one that made me laugh the most. The, the comment is a Christmas trilogy that I've come back to every single year since its inception. That comment is from God of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> the god of evil loves these christmas movies no okay <laughs> tough crowd all right as long as it makes you happy yeah me and i'm no mrs claus <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs> uh, so that shit's over yeah so um, so the, that was garbage there's also a part in here where when uh scott calvin when tim allen first gets to the north pole he like randomly finds judge reinhold who is there too because the cast of the movie is only so big <laughs> and judge reinhold tries to win a fucking best supporting actor by by telling him like you know we we don't all have it as easy as you do scott your deadbeat dad and <laughs> yeah, all this stuff bum. he was maximizing his minutes something for him. fierce in this scene <laughs> that's a pro that's a professional actor <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so uh he he basically finds lucy who who has already shown that she doesn't like or trust this man right and he's like hey I need your help. Steal for me. Right. I need you to go into that secret room up there, little girl. Go steal for me, little girl who doesn't like me. Yeah. And she's like... And who barely knows me. She's like, copy that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, got you. will do. Um, she does. She successfully steals the thing. She throws the globe. Uh, fucking what's his nuts. Catches it. Presses the button. Makes it say the stuff. We're back to 12 years ago. Christmas is saved. And there's a part where you're back at the first movie and Tim Allen is holding Martin Short down so that the 12 year ago him can get the coat uh-huh. and set everything back to, to correct. There's a, like a five minute feeling portion here where Tim Allen is holding Martin Short down with no effort. Like, I don't <laughs> imagine that Martin Short is a very physically imposing figure, no. but he is barely even touching him and he and he can't seem to escape. Maybe Martin Short's agent was like, you will not touch Martin Short. There is no touching to be had. <laughs> there will be no you touching Mr. Short. You don't touch. Yeah. There's no touching. Yeah. You might straddle him. Yeah. That's it. No touching. So as you might imagine, he makes his way back with a with a renewed vigor and a new outlook on life. And he says, fuck the secret of Santa Claus. I'm telling the in-laws. Yeah. They are blown away. Away. That all of these children and this big fat man with a white beard is Santa Claus and that this toy factory is in fact not Canada. It's the North Pole. These fucking ding-dongs cannot believe that they are in the North Pole. Uh, the the parents get defrosted with somehow. Yeah. Oh, because Lucy's warm hugs melt Jack Frost and make Martin Short worse to look at. I don't know how they made him worse to look at but he is absolutely like perverted and terrifying looking when he thaws yes. out i never want to see that ever again in my life he belongs on like meganslaw.com when he thaws out okay i had the same feeling because he said that magical hugs 
are what would fix him. Magical hugs are what friends creepy uncles say to you. Yeah, yeah. The, Magical it, hugs? Are you serious? Uh-uh. Don't he, plant that in a kid's movie. Oh, God. He had, like, flat hair off to one side. Dude, and, like, I didn't like it. I don't know if he was wearing a members-only <laughs> like jacket, it. but he is in my head. <laughs> I didn't like it. It I was like it. ungodly. What does the last line of my notes say here in capital letters? <laughs> with lots of underlines. <laughs> that is how I ended this movie. That was the note this movie ended on. Oh, well, uh, until, God. Until the son is born. Uh, the child. It's so bad. It's so um, bad. Yeah, so they the movie is over almost they have a kid and it's named buddy did you notice that they use the exact same footage from the beginning when they're rushing her into labor yeah it's the exact same footage like they forgot that they had to do that scene okay that's the end of the the movie portion we're gonna take a quick break when we get back we're gonna do some instagram questions some trivia and our awards all right we are back uh, it's time for the fun part of this podcast because we're already done tearing it apart. So now let's tear it apart again <laughs> through the filter of our awards and some trivia. But first, some Instagram questions with your host, John. <laughs> well, we operate only on Instagram because that's where all the fun is. And in Instagram stories, very often throughout the day and week, you will find questions from your co-host at good bad too uh and the good bad show whatever you want to call it i don't really know what it's called i just show up for this thing on sundays <laughs> you're doing a great job of stalling <laughs> while i pull up the questions um yeah so thank you for that for that stalling um we've got a couple of questions if you would like your question associated with the show go follow us at the good bad show yeah, that's what i was trying to say um, IWA Sean would like to know who would you cast in Santa Claus for? I'm assuming he means as Santa Claus. Um, if Tim Allen was to retire, it's not really a role you can age out of. You can't be too no. old to play Santa Claus. Like Tim Allen currently has a giant beard, like a huge luxurious beard with like a big curl thing happening on top of his head. Really? He looks like real time Santa Claus. He seems to be obsessed with the idea of Christmas. It is his fifth Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, if I was going to change out Tim Allen, I would honestly just say, go watch Christmas Chronicles. Like, <laughs> Kurt Russell is my boyfriend, and Aww. he's the perfect Santa Claus. Yeah. So, I'm with it. There you go. I'm for it. Um, Kev Skinner 1 would like to know, in reference to last week's episode, uh, did Sean get his massive dildos? Mm, did he? Uh, I don't know. He didn't mention it. This is the sort of thing he keeps private. He should, the sort of thing he should keep private and not ask it on podcast. But, you know, if that's the sort of thing that makes him happy, then I hope he did get his huge, huge dildos. Well, he needs to shout, he needs to shout back then to yeah, Kev Skinner yeah, one. Just so, let him know. Yeah, let, let yeah him know. Sean, let Kev Skinner know whether or not you found those dildos. It's fascinating. Um, and, uh, and if you would like your questions uh, asked on the show, go follow us at The Good Bad Show and ask us whatever you want and we will answer it or not. That's our choice. Sometimes it might not be any of your business. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Are people asking filthy things or something? Sean's asking about dildos. I don't really know okay. about that. Um, okay, so let's get into the trivia. Uh, there's not. There's really not trivia. <laughs> this is a garbage movie that is so bad. There's not quality trivia. In fact, it has the worst trivia I've ever read on IMDb. Um, aside from the fact, from the one sad piece of trivia, that this is Peter Boyle's last movie... 
the trivia is, is as bad as the film itself. That one of the trivias is the entire lyrics to the New York, New York show uh, tune, which is North Pole North. Somebody transcribed that, that shit, which is awful. Um, there is a long and winding description of Jack Frost's discovery of the closet filled of, with cans of beans as a triple joke. The closet is, quote unquote, full of beans, just like Santa is. Number two, Santa's being full of beans from eating so many cans of them is a reference to the common saying, that jolly old guy is still full of beans. And three, the full of beans saying fits perfectly with Comet's lively chronic flatulence. Like, this was just what? scroll after scroll of low-quality trivia. It was garbage. What are we, what are we doing? What I, are we doing here? Why well, are we doing this? Hold on. What are we doing with our lives? Save for one... One one strange thread that you pull and you unwrap a massive bloody conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, I love a conspiracy theory. Okay, there's actually two. We're going to start with the one that's lighthearted and maybe not evil. The first one is, uh, did you, you notice that in the movie that in the North Pole there's a movie theater which is playing Elf? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, I thought you said it. Oh, no. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah sorry. So like mo- it, I, I was picturing seeing the movie, but no, the marquee says elf. Yeah. yeah the marquee is playing real life elf. We're like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's curious. And what's the name of this child that Santa Claus has at the end of the movie? Buddy. Buddy. What? Yeah. Santa Claus ditches his child to a different Santa Claus? Yeah. To a different North yeah. Pole? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I think Whoa. I think Buddy the Elf is uh, the same universe as the Santa Claus. Tim Allen is Santa Claus. So then Claus. that means that that um, uh, fucking what's his name is dad in Buddy the Elf. Yeah. Uh, James Caan mm-hmm. isn't his real dad. No. Whoa. No, he's been he's been let off. He's been loaned out. <laughs> he's been kicked out. Well, if you have somebody as tall as Will Ferrell, in this in this version of the North Pole, then he's just knocking shit over. What if there's yeah. an elf to enter the Santaverse? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. I'm for that. I know. As long as Martin Short is nowhere fucking near it. Thank God. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm what if it. What if Buddy the Elf has a song off with Martin Short and completely destroys him? No, I don't and he want has it. To go I don't to, want to hear Martin Short sing. He has to go to the South Pole, which is the evil, hot version of the North Pole, where it's terrible and lecherous and it's actually hell. This the movie is hell already. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the other conspiracy theory, yeah. which the movie is hell? Okay, here it is. We talked about how the oven in the kitchen is bigger than the maternity room. Yes. There is a theory, there is a conspiracy theory that lives on the internet that the elves are making hot cocoa out of humans. What? <laughs> what? What humans? Okay, so... You notice that when somebody offers anyone hot cocoa, then the elves give each other a really sly look. I didn't notice that, they but I'll, I'll take your word for it. They give each other a look of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> hot cocoa, huh? Okay, so also, there's been up to 30 Santa Clauses throughout the North Pole's history, right? Like a new Santa Claus comes around, he puts the jacket on, new Santa Claus. Okay. What happens to the Mrs. Clauses every time? Where do they go? They're the cocoa. What happens to the children of these Santas every time? Where do they go? Oh, my God. 
Oh my god, we're un unwrapping the biggest conspiracy in North Pole history. That's not just a big oven. That's a human-sized oven. I didn't even notice the size of the oven, yeah. but... I, I like where we're going with this. It makes the movie a lot more interesting. Yeah. This is why they have to thaw out the parents quickly because mm -hmm. you can't cook frozen parents. Can't cook frozen parents. Oh, yeah. The, the fucking in-laws, the dumbest people imaginable. Let's make some dumb, dumb hot cocoa out of these assholes. That's right. They were meant to be next. <laughs> they were meant to be next. This is a conspiracy theory that is alive and well on the internet. This is what the internet does to you. The internet wins again. The internet wins again. Yeah, so trivia for this movie. It is the worst trivia I've ever seen except for this one conspiracy theory about, well, there's actually two about Buddy the Elf. And the oven is made for cooking humans. <laughs> Danielle out. I'm not going to rewatch this movie no, don't do with that. that in my mind the same way I would watch Christmas with the Cranks thinking that the daughter is like a fire starter. Like <laughs> th that doesn't make the movie fire more starter. enjoyable for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it time for some awards then? Let's do the awards. Let's do some awards and get this over with. Oh, by the way, are there any Mandalorian spoilers in this episode? No. Okay, good. We should just let people know, because it's that time of the year. Yeah, Spoilers yeah. are plenty. <laughs> that thing that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about? I just don't, feel like... Don't worry about spoilers for that. People should know. People should know. Okay. What's your bold statement about this movie? Okay, this is a pretty, pretty long-winded, yeah, bold you, statement You here. took a deep breath. It was so deep, you like shook your head side <laughs> to side. This is a long-winded, bold statement. Yesterday, mm. you and I went and we walked to the Golden Gate Bridge, mm -hmm. which was... Pretty pleasant thing for us to do. I've lived here my whole life, never done it before. So we drove down to San Francisco and we walked uh, down one side of the Golden Gate Bridge and then turned around and went back. It's like four miles round trip. The Golden Gate Bridge is obviously a uh, worldwide landmark that's like recognizable and beautiful. And It's got its own emoji. It's got an emoji and you can stop and take pictures of it. And from every different perspective, it has a different um, uh, uh, image that is beautiful. When you're walking on it and not driving over it or looking at it from a distance, you could choose to look at its beauty and majesty and the engineering and all the people that went into making it and the construction of it. You could also choose to look at the latex glove laying on the ground that may or may not have a hand in it. You could choose to look at the graffiti. You could choose to smell the musk of the people walking next to you. You could choose to pay attention to this shambling homeless guy that might be taking a crap off to the side. Oh, yeah, we did see a wiener yesterday. Yeah, you could... San Francisco. You, you could choose to see the griminess of it if that's what you want to focus on. My bold statement is that this movie is basically the Golden Gate Bridge. Huh? If you put this on in the background and you're not paying attention to it and you're only seeing snapshots, it comes across as a Tim Allen Santa Claus feel good. 90s feel-good kids movie that doesn't really deserve like focal attention to it. And you're just like, yeah, it looks great. Like It looks high quality, high production. A lot of people probably went into making it probably high budget. But if you really look at it, and pay attention it is an assault on your senses <laughs> like when you're walking down the golden gate bridge there's cars whizzing by you and your ears kind of hurt it could it wasn't cold yesterday but it could be freezing cold oh on, yeah when it's windy there yeah it on, is on devastating any given day, this movie is that 
Like, it is kazoos in the background. For <laughs> no... There was fucking kazoos in the background of this movie for no goddamn <gasps> reason. The ringtone of his phone oh, yeah, is like annoying. Alvin and the Chipmunk style uh, Wish You a Merry Christmas that it. rings no less than 40 times. Scott Santa and Jack Frost are horrible to look at. Like, the, he doesn't look like rosy-cheeked. He no. looks like he has fucking jaundice or he's an alcoholic or something. Like, his face looks wretched. Um, the jokes that are supposed to be funny and aren't are just physically painful to sit through. So, basically, this movie is the Golden Gate Bridge if you really looked at it. You are giving this movie way too much credit. <laughs> Way too much credit. <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge is a masterpiece of engineering, and it literally literally connects two land masses. And people need it. <laughs> Nobody needs the Santa Claus 3. Nobody asked for it, except for the producers. Um, there are suicide anti-suicide nets on the Golden Gate Bridge, though. Yeah, which yeah. isn't funny, but it is, it is I, you know, I'm obviously there are a- some correlation to like yeah, that's what i'm getting at like it's there's there's a dark side to the golden break golden gate is my point it like the the um creation of the north pole and this movie took a lot of insanely talented people yeah to make this movie and if you just took a picture of it you'd go look you can see that you yeah. can see that yeah. it took that but once you sit down and look at it and listen like we do brutal absolutely brutal put them in the oven <laughs> put them in the human oven <laughs> Uh, my bold statement is not nearly as creative or um, thoughtful as yours, but this is what happens when you make a sequel to a sequel. This is a huge cash grab. It has, has legendary actors and actresses in it for no reason other than to get people's butts and seats in the theaters. The plot's stupid. It's ugly. It's a dumb movie. It's absolutely miserable. It's, it's a bait and switch. You go in there thinking that you might be getting the Santa Claus, the original, and you're left to sit with a pile of garbage. Like, if you don't have kids and you're watching this movie, you would walk out. If we weren't assigned to finish this movie for the sake of tearing it apart, we would have absolutely turned it off before the credits were over. 100%. Before the opening 100%. credits were over. With Within the first 10 minutes, I knew what I was now in for, and it was going to require Navy SEAL-level <laughs> pain management. <laughs> Garbage. What's your worst line? There's so much so to many. choose from here. I, I actually didn't write down very much because I didn't want to miss what the next bad thing was going to be, right? Like, so I didn't get a chance to write down everything. But the thing that just made me cringe the most was within the first 10 minutes. And it was the help me, help you, help me, help you back mm, and forth. Cringeworthy. That just went on for, it started off not funny and got worse from there. And this, this should at the very least make you laugh. There are not many movies that we've watched where we've literally cringed, like yeah. actual physical yeah. cringing. I just realized that. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah, like people will say the the phrase cringeworthy, but to actually go back and think about, wow, I, I really did. I made the movement like I did the face. We sound like World War II veterans talking to veterans of more modern wars where we're like, you don't know what cringeworthy is. <laughs> you haven't sat through the Santa Claus 3. <laughs> you haven't lived through North Pole, North Pole. <laughs> uh, 
Um, my worst line is from Jack Frost. Most of the worst lines are from Martin Short's Jack Frost character. Somebody tells him to chill, and he responds with a scowl and says, I invented that. I invented chill. No, he like screams it. I don't know. <sighs> Almost everything he says is a worst line candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly every line out of his mouth. Just about. Uh, what's your best line? <laughs> the... Uh, Funny enough, from Martin Short, they're walking through the the capitalist North Pole, and over the loudspeaker, you hear Martin Short go, Remember, kids, how much your parents love you depend on how many presents they buy you. Yeah, how much they spend on your presents. <laughs> that, that was actually really funny to me. Um, I that's a, That's a pretty good line, um, and it goes with, Originally under best line, I wrote in big letters, Boycott, because I was angry at this shit movie. And then later on, in Capitalist North Pole, there was a line of, shave a reindeer for $5. Yeah, that's... And I was like, <laughs> that's really I funny. like it. Because screw those reindeer. I hated them. <laughs> yeah, those fucking Chucky Cheese reindeer. Them. Um, who were, what was your worst performance? Um, I, I'm going to not do Martin Short just because I love Martin Short, the person, and because we've just hammered that nail to death. Um, so Short. instead, I'm going to give it to Security Elf number one. Oh, the yeah. character's bad. The kid that's playing the character is bad. Sorry, the, you chump kid actor. <laughs> the plot points with it are bad. That Poor kid boy. That kid is the second most unbearable thing to sit through after martin short mm. i just couldn't stand this kid and like the way that he just moves his hands it was bothersome to me yeah i just don't i don't like that kid no me neither I, I tell him i said it uh, yeah go tell him <laughs> go tell him he's only an additional 14 years older now i don't care i'll fight him right now i don't care <laughs> my worst performance was everyone fuck this movie i hated it <laughs> fair <laughs> all right who's your mvp judge reinhold <laughs> Judge Reinhold is the classic definition of our MVP on this show. The person that does not know that they're in a hot, steaming piece of shit. Bullshit. Is trying to win an Oscar. There are three scenes where Judge Reinhold turns in the best stuff in this movie, which doesn't make it good. But he, the when you first meet him and he stops everyone to have an emotions inventory was was amusing to me. And then when he does the yoga with the uh, with elves. the elves, and then the part where he gets dead fucking serious and shoots for a best supporting actor, which I can't believe he didn't get nominated for <laughs> at the end, where he's like the downtrodden like stepdad to the kid like mm -hmm. Ju judge reinhold somebody was like dude you're in santa claus 3 take it easy <laughs> you're making martin short look bad <laughs> he's like i have to show people that i knew what i was doing the whole time he's like god damn it i was in fast times at ridgemont high i've gotta i've gotta I hold myself to certain Redeem myself yeah. <laughs> i need more jobs after this yeah. <laughs> uh, my mvp what boycott no one <laughs> fuck this movie <laughs> all right what's your unredeemable moment um my my unredeemable moment is is moment. two two scenes that kind of um collide collide that play off each <laughs> other part one Explosion. is lucy meets jack frost fuck that part no one was asking for that that Creepy. that's not why anyone paid for their money to see this and then lucy melts jack frost Creepy again Okay, you had to have the first scene to make this one relevant, and then when this happens and you get the fucking perviest, pederast-looking mm -hmm. Martin Short anyone's ever mm -hmm. seen as the climax of he the movie. He starts off looking pervy, this poor man. Oh my god. The, physically, 
painful to sit through. Like you, maybe they're call a cop. I don't know. They're, like this should be a cautionary <laughs> tale. It shouldn't have been embedded as like, a, oh, it's okay when Martin Short or somebody who looks and acts like Martin Short tells you that magical hugs are what friends do. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh-uh. Yeah. That's hey, how you get yourself in the back of a van. Hey, parents, tell your kids, if they watch this movie, that that is not true. Not okay. Not okay. Uh-uh. Mm. All right. My uh, unredeemable moment was the whole thing. Boycott. The whole thing was unredeemable. This movie's trash. Throw it away. Kick it. Curb kick it. I don't care. Put it out. Make the raccoons eat it. I don't want it. What's your favorite part? My, my favorite part says, no, fuck this movie. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you finally got on board. Yes, it sure I does. fucking refuse <laughs> to pick a favorite part of boycott. this movie. Boycott. <laughs> We've never boycotted our own awards before. <laughs> fuck this movie. <laughs> wow, that's the only, uh, that's one of the few portions i didn't boycott yeah my favorite part just because i was trying and i thought you would be disappointed in me if i didn't <laughs> find a favorite part because i started just writing boycott down every single one of these i was just like an, an <laughs> indignant brat i'm like no boycott everyone's work performance fuck this shit uh, i wrote down my favorite part was the canadian trees from right here in canada which is where you are now the like burma shave style panning over the signs that was the best they had to offer it's not very good i can't co-sign that that's fine you know what my favorite part is no fuck this movie boycott <laughs> um okay what's your better title um i don't i don't have any strong ones but i've got three medium ones Let's hear them. full-time tim allen's contractual obligation and hack frost <laughs> they kind of go with mine um the first one is a christmas movie for young children yeah man talk about easy money the second one is things adults do for money yeah yeah tim tim allen's contractual obligation fucking shit yeah that was pretty good um your consensus with mine is this good bad or just bad (laughs) three two one disqualified just fucking bad there's nothing about this movie that isn't wretched fucking wretched no redeeming qualities of any sort um mine i put disqualified because this is a children's movie boycott oh man i wouldn't even let my kids watch this oh no not with that creepy uncle scene at the end i would not let Uh -uh. my children watch this Mm -mm. especially when christmas chronicles exists so many well so many other good christmas movies exist yeah we've we've reviewed some of them on this show but when it comes to holiday classics stories about santa claus and the north pole yeah. obviously there's a lot of those too but those. christmas christmas chronicles is where it's at watch Elf. And, and i would i would imagine that the first santa claus is still good i, I think i've yeah, seen I it somewhat it recently i don't remember I don't the remember. second at all but the first one i have to imagine is still good they made three of them yeah okay well how, how old would your kid have to be before you let it watch elf uh five yeah not even like like, right away right away show them that (laughs) yeah you're born you watch elf show them that um okay that is it for santa claus three that is it from us for the christmas season and that is it from us for 2020 we are going to take two weeks off because of this movie yeah because we 
fucking need it. We, we have to go it. do Judge Reinhold yoga to flush this <laughs> yeah. shit out of our system. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Stick with us at the Good Bad Show. I'll still be active there and communicate with you guys. Um, and uh, we can still chit chat and questions and slide into the humor DMs. and slide into our DMs. Um, and then uh, keep an eye out because when we do the next vote for the next episode, that is where it will appear. Um, until then, have a great end of your year. Have a great holiday of which you celebrate. And we will see you guys in 2021. Peace. Bye.